Tanya for the 27th of Iyar, but first a story. The Baal Shem Tov was known to spend a lot of his time and a lot of his attention directed towards simple, simple people. And unlike many very famous rabbis and Jewish leaders who dealt exclusively with the, the higher souls and the greatest among the generation, the Baal Shem Tov gave ex- an exceptional amount of attention towards the, the simple people. And one Shabbos, the Baal Shem Tov was giving a lot of attention to the simple people, and he let one take from his wine and another take from the challah, and he was talking to, to the simple people. And after that was done, for the second meal, only the, only the greatest scholars were allowed, the greatest students of the Baal Shem Tov were allowed to join in for the, the meal. The Baal Shem Tov um, spoke with them deep secrets of Torah and the Baal felt in the room that people were very puzzled how come the Baal was giving so much attention earlier it was, to the simple people it was so beautiful that now with only the exclusive you know greatest uh, rabbis of the generation all inside the room and they couldn't understand why the Baal didn't always do it like this why he, why he let other people join in Baal could sense what they were thinking and he sat. He he he, sat, he said Torah. He sang with them, and then he told them all he wants them to put each, uh, shoulder, um, the arms on each other's shoulders. And they all did it. And suddenly they could hear what was going on in the other room. All the simple people who until then had been hanging out with the Barshanda, let's call it. Now they, they weren't invited, so they were in the other room. They were all saying Tehillim. And the students of the Barshanda got to feel what was going on, like the reverberations of the people's, of the, the simple people's prayers as it went into the higher worlds. And the Magid, the, the foremost student of the, of the Baal Shem Tov later on told his student, his own student, the author of the Tanya, the Balatanya, he said, my shoes were soaked with sweat just listening to it. And he said he never felt anything until then. And he never felt anything as special as that afterwards, just listening to these simple people express their love towards Hashem as it penetrated through the Tehillim, the words of Tehillim, and, and shot upwards towards Hashem, the, the Magad was in, in complete awe. And the Baal also spoke about the difference between the, a perfectly righteous person and a, perf- a person who isn't perfectly righteous, a Baal Shuvah, a person who fixes up his life and how he's able to reach even higher locations than a perfect Sadiq. The Magid later told, the student of the Bashantav later told his own student, the Balatanya, he said he was always bothered. That, that experience was an incredible experience for him. But years later, it, it, always, it, it, it bothered him how come he doubted his teacher. How come he didn't understand with, until the Balshantav had showed him you know, the impact of what a simple Jew's Tehillim is able to accomplish? How come he was able to doubt his teacher and, and, and not understand that what his teacher is doing is obviously right when he's giving so much attention to these simple people? And it, it bothered him endlessly. And one time he had a dream, and in the dream he went to Shemaim. He went to heaven. And in heaven he saw Moshe Rabbeinu teaching young kids the Torah. Moshe Rabbeinu was starting from the very beginning of the Torah, and he was talking about the story of Avram being promised that he was going to have a son. And Avram laughs and says, how is it possible such an old man? Avram was a very old man at this point. How is it possible he was able to have it? So Moshe Rabbeinu was teaching in, in heaven to all these tiny little children the... the, the um, explanation and the one of the student one of the little kids asked how come Avram Avinu doubted Hashem Hashem had told him he's going to have a child why didn't he believe so Moshe Rabbeinu explained it wasn't 
Avram Avinu himself, it was his body. He was a soul put into a body. His body expressed those doubts, but he himself wasn't in line with those. He never doubted God. But his body, because he was a corporal, fleshy person, the flesh naturally has a you know an impulse to, to question and doubt everything that's what question and the maga said he gained a lot of comfort from this dream because he understood that it wasn't himself that was really doubting his own teacher the Shanta. he would never have doubted the Shanta. but naturally because he was a human a, a physical body his flesh was what doubted the Shanta. where are we holding in the tanya so far the altar is finishing off chapter 51 and the altar is giving us this beautiful analogy expressing the similarities that exist between the soul and the body saying well if we understand our body the way Hashem created it we can understand Hashem's relationship with this world format number one is the soul's overwhelming force a force so powerful it's not found in the body because a body is a corporal physical fleshy existence it's so limited and so constrained that of course it could it could throw down into even the, the greatest person in history but also it's just limited a soul on the other hand is completely untapped and a powerful energy the body equally resists and equally accepts the soul entirely equally the brain to this part of the soul in the format number one has no relationship to the soul to the to the body the brain has no relationship to the soul the toenail has no relationship to the soul it equally hides the soul's power in format number three on the other hand when the brain when the soul goes to the brain, the brain downloads that information into different packages and all around the body. On the, in that format, the brain has so much soul power, the toe has barely anything. So, in format number three of the relationship between the body and the soul, there's a vast difference between the different parts of the body as they accept the soul power. This argues Altraber. The same thing is with Hashem's infinite light as it comes into this world. In format number three, the higher worlds have so much godly energy. This world, on the other hand, barely anything. The garments of this world, the lower world, are hiding God's infinite energy to such a powerful degree. To such a degree, you look around in this world with tables and chairs and roofs and, and, and floors and you just don't feel the godliness anymore. And yes, in spite of the world being created every single second something from nothing, the concealment that's in this world is so powerful and overwhelming to such a degree when you look at things you don't feel the energy you don't see it you can't look into a chair and see godly energy rushing through because it's a physical corporal world the chair seems dead but the truth of the matter is the chair is a, a living organism because it has a living godly energy that rushes through it enabling it to be a existence and so therefore we look at the chair see nothing, but that's really not the truth. The truth is there is godly energy enabling it to be a chair, enabling it to be an existence. And if godly energy wasn't in it, enabling it to be in existence every single second, it would cease to be. It wouldn't die. It wouldn't melt. It wouldn't de- decay. It would cease to be. And therefore, like, like we said outside, this energy needs to enable the chair to continuously be as something. 
This is unlimited godly energy that enables it to be in existence. But it goes through an incredible concealment, an incredible constriction of, of power to such a degree that this energy is now animating and giving life an existence to a chair. Like it's written in its time. The Kabbal, it's written like this, that what is enabling this world to get its energy? It's the lowest world, the lowest, um, um, let's call it world, is that Silas, Bria, the four worlds. And in the, the fourth world, it's Malchus, the lowest of the spheres. Chesek Vertvesnetzchad, you said Malchus, Malchus is the lowest. And within that, it's Malchus of Malchus. So we're talking about the very lowest rung of everything is this world. But it might seem like the chair has no godly energy. And well, you know, that's it. It's just the lowest tier of energy. But the truth of the matter is, if you just uncover the godly energy that's inside the chair, and then uncover what's inside of that godly energy, inside of the the lowest level of Malchus of Asiya is the lowest level of Malchus of Yitzhak, the highest of the world higher than it. It's almost like a pole that connects the center of every world one to the next. So yes, it's very, very low, the energy that's in this world, but it's directly connected to unlimited godly energy just by kind of going up from one, let's call it, base amigdash of one world to the base amigdash of the next. If you want to use some imagery. And if you go all the way up, you go to the ten spheres of the highest of worlds. Which is connected to God. Unlimited energy. So, yes, the energy as it comes into this world is very low. In the analogy of the body, let's make it, let's be really practical. It's the toenail. It's such a tiny fraction of energy, of the brain power energy the brain is getting from the soul it goes into the brain and then it shoots down to the toenail and the toenail has nothing compared to the intricacies of the eye and the nose and the mouth the ears so much goes on over there and yet the toenail it's nothing but the same if you uncover the brain power that's going to the toenail you discover an incredible resource power of 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 dna let's call it or impulses powerful impulses are still going to the toe yes a toe doesn't know how to express it just like this world doesn't know how to translate the godly energy because it's been broken down to such a degree at the same time look inside a little deep and you'll start to realize that inside that impulse that enables the toenail to be a toenail is a powerful brain energy which is coming straight from the soul Thank you so much for joining the Tanya Tanya's Elinisha Shashanabi Yohan, Michel Ran Salkos, Hans Arts, Shaman Daniel Kamanyol, and Fush and Farman Hamishia Stabat Haram and Shamasara Kalebai Mushbrah to Vai Lab to Fliba Elizabeth Leon, Nebat Lat, and anyone else needs a Fush Lem have a wonderful and very successful week and thank you so much for joining.